Hey, we're back for another episode of the Clearly Casiasco podcast powered by Kedco and JC Innovations. Jody, happy to be back here with you, co-hosting, co-piloting. Good to see you, Alan. Likewise, great to be together on a beautiful, beautiful fall day in downtown Warsaw, Indiana. And we're so pleased to be here today with Mark Schindel, who's founder, co-founder, and CEO, or president. CEO. CEO of, so Mark Schindel, who's, who's co-founder and CEO of Owl Manor Medical, just a fantastic company uh, here in Warsaw, working around the country and, and even beyond uh, in a very different uh, aspect of our medical device industry. So Jody, let's uh, let's get started. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Jody. How are you doing, Beth? Doing well. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So Mark and I actually used to work together uh, back in the old days. I, I think we could say that now, back in the, back old, in the days. old days. Yeah. yeah. In the uh, Computer Assisted Solutions Group at Zimmer. That's how we uh, we actually met. Um, but let's get a little bit more of your backstory. So help us understand Marchandel's origin story. The story. It's a long, strange trip. <laughs> uh, but no, I I grew up actually in Indiana, so I'm a, a Hoosier by birth and grew up about three and a half hours south of, of Warsaw. And uh, Jennings County was actually my hometown, uh, North Vernon, Indiana. Uh, Purdue grad and then worked actually in environmental engineering for a while and did that and then went back full time to school and found my way into life sciences, biotech, and then uh, to this great community in Warsaw uh, back in 2006 is when I came here for the first time. So unlike uh, a lot of people, I came into the orthopedic community via Florida to Warsaw. So <laughs> All right. uh, we moved from the Jacksonville area, I was working for a subsidiary of Biomet at the time and came to Zimmer. And uh, little did I know the two would be merged once again, you know, a number of years later. Yeah, so, right. but anyway, yeah, then, then a series of um, different roles with Zimmer. Uh, started out in, in computer assisted surgery. So surgical robotics were, were part of that really on the early Early oh, yeah, yeah, we were at the forefront of the whole surgical robotics thing. So it's been great. And then um, got into more of the biologics kind of full circle into some of my earlier background with biotech and then moved away and then uh, found my way back at a call in Warsaw, Kosciuszko County, home for a second time in my life when I started Owl Manor, um, which is a medical device company that's focused on four-leg patients, predominantly horses and dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So tell us a bit about Al Manor. It's just such a unique company and the story of how, even how you got the name Al Manor. I just, uh... <laughs> so the, the namesake's always an interesting story. It's, uh, there are a lot of things in the medical device or bio space that are, the names are taken. And as we were going back and forth on what the name should be for this technology-based company, one of the other co-founders had a uh, has a place in California in Escondido, Hidden Meadows, California, and there was an owl on the property, and so he named it that namesake. It was Owl Manor. So as we were thinking about our name, it meant something to the co-founders, um, and and lo and behold, it became Owl Manor Medical. So it's uh, always a head scratcher, but if it can resonate with people, um, and I told told somebody one of our customers one time, it's a, a veterinarian clinic. They said it worked for Apple with computers. Why not for us in regenerative right. medicine? Okay, well that's that's an interesting <laughs> approach, but yeah, it's definitely got uh, it's got a stickiness to it. So yeah. when you hear it, it resonates and you remember it. So yeah. that's from a branding standpoint, that's pretty important. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. yeah. So it's been good. We've uh, the technology 
there's a tremendous amount of IP products innovation that comes out of the human realm. And that's really what Al Manor developed out of leveraging technologies, products, uh, blood based technologies that have been used in the human space and knew there was value, there was um, opportunity to use those products in animal health. And then that's what we did. So it's been a, a unique opportunity to learn. I always kind of joke and say it's, it's been baptism by fire in this space because, you know, six years ago, it was all all new grounds to me on on understanding the animal health and and just the nuances. Uh, but it's it's been a wonderful experience. You know, there's a just a, a unique level of love for the animal uh, that I get to experience mm -hmm. and that emotional tie in of owners and, you know, the trust they put in the veterinarians. They take care of it. They want the best for for their you know, family members, if you want to think right, of it that right, way. So exactly. it's really been a, a unique experience to, to, to be part and build a company around that, that industry. I mean, from right here in Warsaw, Indiana, I mean, you're working around the country. I mean, I know even with Olympians, I mean, people that uh, are competing globally. That's been interesting. I, I've been fortunate in my career to, to have international roles and, and really mm -hmm. get to see the world through, through work. And, you know, you don't know when you start up a business what that's going to look like, but this has allowed me to continue in that international interest. It's a personal interest, uh, just understanding the markets uh, a lot through Europe. Uh, this this work has even taken me to Dubai and a number of the Emirates, um, Qatar. Mm -hmm. So to, to you know, have this relatively early stage company and, and get it to expand into international markets at a relatively early stage, I feel very fortunate for what we've been able to do. Now, what, uh, where do you, where do you see most of the, the customers coming from? Is it because when I picture horses, you know, I, I'm, I've got a very limited exposure to that environment. So I picture like the Preakness or the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. That's kind of where my head goes. What, what is the spread or application for these, these animals and how do you treat them? So I grew up 45 minutes north of Louisville, Kentucky, and that was my first impression that racing horses, that's what I knew. Right. And you know, there's so many different disciplines and nuances of ownership. Um, people dress the dress and talk the talk across different horse disciplines. And I have really gained a full appreciation with that uh, to where a lot, large part of our market is the sport horse. And so you've got English sport horse interest and Western and uh, between dressage and hunters and jumpers, uh, eventing, uh, the spectrum of, of different disciplines in the Western side, rainers and barrel racers and cutters. And each of those disciplines have kind of opened my eyes up to, to different just ownership and, and how they care for the horse. Uh, so that was a big change, I think, in, in really understanding the equine space. You know, intuitively, we looked at this these products and said, "Why not? Why not dogs? Why not potentially other animals?" And so we've expanded into the small animal space, but it's just a different norm of acceptance with these types of products. So they're blood-based. They basically take take the animal's blood, and within the blood, there are natural healing properties. And we've, through our technology, concentrate on site. And then the veterinarian would administer the output. And so things that commonly they'll use to address 
joint issues, osteoarthritis, soft tendon, ligament, uh, those type of soft tissue type of injuries. So it's a, a unique product and like humans, dogs, horses, uh, they have joint issues, they have injuries, they have to be sure. you know, addressed. So uh, these products have found a, a natural way uh, into, into the market. Even getting into exotics, you know, they, you know, it's obviously one-offs, but they'll look at uh, zoo animals that have to be kept sound. And so we, we hear some interesting things that, uh, you know, where veterinarians may find a, a use or application for our products. Oh, that is interesting. Well, you said something, okay, so uh, you said a bunch of stuff about the horse applications that made me, brought, brought more questions to my mind. So like hunters, are you talking about people who are like, they have guns or on the back of the horses and they're running around the woods looking for things to shoot? No, it's uh, an actually uh, an event uh, that they will do as part of that, um, that course. Okay. So if you've, so Wellington, Florida is a perfect example. Wellington was created about and for the horse community. I just saw an interesting uh, history on on how that came about but there's thousands and thousands of acres west of west palm beach florida that was created for the the equestrian interests and at the winter equestrian festival which is in wellington it's usually held from november to march every year you'll have tens of thousands of horses that are converting people will fly them in from all over the world you know bring them across the U.S., sometimes on planes, sometimes on, you know, their carriers, respectively, and they'll compete in events, and Hunter is one of the events, so it's not, oh, it's okay. not somebody mounted with a, with a gun on the horse. Now, <laughs> that's, that's you, picturing, you've yeah. got the fox hunts, which, you yeah. know, that could be, you know, likened to that, but it's, it's actually a, a type of a, type of an event, if you want to think about that gotcha. way. And then, uh, obviously, barrel racing and cutting and those sort of things are rodeo, yeah. That's right. Activity. So that's right. They um, they will apply this for animals that are used in like those sort of high performance rodeo. That's right. Events as well. That's right. It's interesting. Yeah, and and what you'll see is different disciplines are prone to different type of injuries. They're more susceptible mm -hmm. for certain types of the joints based on sure. the motion they're using. Um, and pasture pets. You know, people. You know, horses and dogs and any pet that's owned by someone will become a member of the family and they want to find ways to give them comfort yeah. you know not just a, a steroid that might have you know long-term impacts they want to try to do something that's you know in their best interest and the idea of natural type products and so with our types of devices it's coming from their own blood right it's, it's as natural right, as you can get right. Right. Now, did you, before all of this, did you have some sort of love of horses and, well, obviously dogs, but horses yeah. and that sort of thing? I get this question a lot. Yeah. Uh, I love other people's horses. I do not have my own. <laughs> well, um, uh, I also love other people's boats. Yes, I do exactly. the same thing as yes, us. Yes. Yeah, lake houses. And, <laughs> it's yeah. lake houses. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've gained an appreciation of it. Um, you know, I grew up in rural, somewhat rural Indiana. Family had cows and you know farm and and so we would go over but horses i definitely gain an appreciation of and they're just they're amazing animals and, and i think seeing the connection with owners mm -hmm. and and what they have with them and it's that's truly been incredible personally though i i have not uh owned horses uh i have ridden horses and uh and each time it's a it's an awesome experience uh but dogs i do have a dog uh 
Millie is our rescue pup that we got from here, the, the animal uh, rescue here in, in Kosciuszko in County in Warsaw. And it's been one of the best family additions that we've we've added. So she's she's about two years old. She's a designer breed. <laughs> right on, yeah. right on. Yeah, I, um, horses have a special place in my heart. I like so growing up, I, I worked on a couple of horse farms, and my mom had horses, and so I've got some good memories riding and the yeah. smell and the whole interaction yeah. with the horses. Um, I can really relate to that relationship between you know the person and the animal. Yeah. You know, it, it, the connection's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. So, with zoo animals, I have to ask. I mean, any real outliers example of? I mean, working with a wildebeest or we, you know, something that's like a real like head scratch. Like, oh, didn't do we ever work with that kind of animal? So, you know, with blood technologies, you've got to understand platelets mm -hmm. and the ability to concentrate the platelets, and and so blood chemistry can play into that. So sometimes there's more uh you know sound history with it okay. others it's you know kind of unknown uh but i'll give you an example there i think there was a, a giraffe that they treated um a lot of times the, the zoos you know you have to be careful and respect the privacy they don't want right knowledge that right. there's a an injury necessarily and so you know there's obviously a consideration of confidentiality but uh, giraffes um there are certain certain animals that are easier to, <laughs> to, to draw blood from and, and administer uh, not necessarily zoos but they're in zoos when i was over in in dubai a couple of years ago you know camel racing right. and, and just camel ownership is is huge and so they have sure. a dedicated hospital camel hospital in dubai so when i got back i said well let's let's explore this as a, as a potential and so there's a place actually up the road here and I think it's Leesburg, and they have camels. Now they have an interest in doing things, you know, potentially soaps, and, and actually they, they sell soaps and other things made of camel milk. And so we were able to coordinate with them and got their permission to draw the blood. And, and so even that's an experience, right? You know, with taking blood from a camel that may not be as happy or, or as content as, say, a horse or, or other. Uh, but we, explored some different things and it's you know all in the spirit of of the animal's well-being right of course is the camel in the horse family mm, don't think so but hmm. <laughs> i shouldn't i shouldn't i don't want to answer that with the <laughs> yeah i mean it looks like a really weird horse yeah. but I, I don't think it's close enough to actually be in the horse family yeah just visually and being completely ignorant of how those yeah, species that is a, i don't don't know that <laughs> i don't think so but i, I don't want to answer it yeah. <laughs> ask siri yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, we've got phones that can answer that for of course. Wikipedia will help us with that. So, um, what what year was the when was the last time you came back? It was what? So uh, I came back. So I was in Minneapolis when uh, one of my co-founding partners reached out and said, you know, I've got some interesting ideas to to leverage technology in the animal health space, and so started the business working from my home in the Twin Cities and coordinating with a partner here and then moved back in 2016. 2016. So started the, yeah, we opened the office downtown here on, in January and then we finally moved back in around uh, July or so. So you're in a unique and valuable position for this podcast to help people understand um, the Warsaw, the Kosciuszko community 
and what value and attributes it provides that would be something appealing to somebody wanting to move to the area. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great. And, and obviously having a perspective of having lived here once before, you know, that certainly helped, but it was an easy sell. It's it's a great community. It's, it's I always tell people it's a really easy place to live, high quality of life. You know, we had a family when we left and had a, you know, still relatively young family and came back and but that doesn't always mean you know it's not good for people who are who are younger without families either um i i told my wife the other day i said you know i don't go to the mountain bike trails like i used to you know season of life where we are but there's so much here you know with sure. with the lakes with the outdoor activities um there's good restaurants it's 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 great if you like seasons you got them um, right. So, you know, for me coming back again, it was easy um, because I just I knew what the area was like. I liked it. Um, mm -hmm. It's a good quality of life here. I think, uh, you know, we're humble Hoosiers. We don't like to brag about what we have or, you know, and we don't want a negative sell against places like Minneapolis or even Jacksonville. But I do get the impression sometimes if, I, if we talk up that what we have that you know this is kind of like a, you can kind of see someone's reaction like you're never gonna get somebody to move back here from jacksonville or florida i mean once they're there they're not coming back but imagine there are i mean the amenities we have that that marky mentioned i mean but other just not having the oh, the, the traffic and the, the sprawl and i mean just some of the other you know attributes you'd have in a larger market um that end up maybe being more taxing as you're trying to build your business as you're trying to you know grow your family i mean just things that are going to take away from the time you have yeah. uh you know with your family with your with your business partners you know working on those things yeah and and, and taxing is another thing you know the taxes are higher in some of the some of the bigger cities i've, I've lived in but yeah it's you know it's there's there's seasons of life and and i've been fortunate to, to have i lived in nashville tennessee indianapolis jacksonville minneapolis but there's something about a, a town and, and this town has access you know you and it's got a lot and it's it's also has a lot of unique people because of the industries it's brought in so you've got a a unique mix of mm -hmm. of just individuals that are coming from different places right, right. Um, you know it's I, you would know the stats you know better but you you run into people all the time that just are just have interesting backgrounds where they came people that have lived there their whole lives have, have amazingly interesting stories to tell too mm -hmm. so it's uh, yeah, it's it's a great community, it really is. Yeah, our partners at OrthoWorks did some did some research around welcomeness and, and diversity, and I think their study, which had more than two thousand responses, uh, their survey uh, showed that more than sixty percent of our residents are not from here, which seems really high for a community the size of of Warsaw County. So, it it is unique, right? And it's uh, it's a different kind of place. Um, but again, it's the season of life, you know, finding those amenities. I guess, you know, one, one question I mean, is you're looking, you know, talking with your team members, building the business, is there anything we're missing as far as amenities or, 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 uh, just things that would help you be more competitive here or help you, you know, be able to better recruit people here? That's a good question. I got you know, I have to think through, you know, the, some of the more finer details, but I think what is being done in reaching out and trying to engage and understand is, is the best place to learn you know an openness to to 
continue to look for ways to improve. Uh, you know, I shared with this you before, the things you're doing, the outreach to the community. I mean, the outside the fishbowl, the entrepreneurial types of activities that you're doing, that's huge. I mean, it's a lot of work, and I know it's a lot of work for what you do, but that engagement and bringing people in, because you never know where the idea or, or the relationship or the connection that might one of those events might spark. Right. And and that's I think that's a key piece in demonstrating, you know, a willingness to continue to look for ways to improve it because you don't have all the answers. Right. You know, nobody does. Right, right. So you continue to evolve with those types of things. And I think that's a that's a big piece. Um, one thing I, I really appreciate about what this town has offered, and I know with the climate we're in with, with this, this COVID-19, it's changed. But one of the coolest things they do during the summer is this concert series, even the Friday night things they, they would do in the park. But mm -hmm. having three big acts, you know, a free concert that's sponsored, that's that's amazing. It's mm -hmm. just, there's a, a ton of just interesting things that the, the community offers and take advantage of it. Uh, I appreciate that. I mean, there's a lot, um, even as we are kind of evolving during this, this current uh, time frame with COVID-19, I mean, still seeing some of the opportunities are either being offered virtually or still being offered with some accommodations. Um, I'm curious, you know, maybe this question for, for Mark and Jody, both of you, I mean, are there any kind of well-kept secrets, things or places or, or opportunities you found here that, that maybe people wouldn't know about or that have surprised you? I mean, we feel like there are a lot of well-kept secrets here, but we, we like to find out from, from people, what, what do they see as far as those, those kind of like under the radar kind of uh, places or, or events or things that uh, have become important? Do you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, actually, um, so I've started walking the trail. Since we started this, we've been talking a lot about the, the natural um, amenities of the area, mm -hmm. just the parks and the trails and stuff. I've been discovering things that probably most people in this area know, but I didn't. Like the trail that starts behind the KCH, goes around behind Pike Lake. I never knew that was there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it wasn't until a couple weekends ago I was out there walking. And uh, they had, right when you get off of that wooden boulevard and start to bend around to the right, mm -hmm. this whole retaining wall system that they built. And it's uh, it's like a, a place to sit, but at the same time, it's like a water filtration system. And I stopped there and I was staring at the board and I was like, oh, that is really cool. You know, it was this whole like, <laughs> I'm sure everybody else knows it's there, but I didn't. I have not checked that out yet. Yeah. Uh, is, there's public access on Pike Lake back there, right? Yeah, mm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so great for family pictures. Uh, yeah. We, we had them taken there a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. so. And and Pike Place, yeah, you can get on. We got a canoe. Uh, you can take kayaks out there. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. yeah, they've been expanding. So from a food standpoint, the light rail has been renovated. It is now open again. They have uh, a brick oven pizza mm -hmm. and uh, fantastic coffee. It was just in there after they reopened, and I got uh, I forget what it was. Is some sort of a you know fancy slow drip coffee, mm -hmm. and uh, I was not disappointed. It was fantastic. Um, and of course, you've got all of the little pocket restaurants that everybody who's from the town likes to go to. Like it's the special, it is the special little hole in the wall, like right. the Ruas and the One Tens and the Oaken Alleys and and all of that. <laughs> but nobody driving on thirty knows to get off right. and check out the town and check out those restaurants. Right. And those are really special, fantastic artists who do a great job. Um, not just with the food, but with the whole experience. 
that you have when you walk into the restaurant. So. Yeah. It, yeah, maybe what, what could be done, you know, more visibility about these things. You know, everybody can pay for advertising and do right. billboards, but maybe there's something outreach because 30 is a busy thoroughfare. And if people don't realize these amazing places are here, and, and there are for this town and, mm -hmm. and you know, in, in the Midwest, you've got a unique concentration of some really interesting restaurants. Um, I still tell people that one of the best burgers I've ever had is, is Oak and Alley. Absolutely. Amazing. No doubt. I mean, no doubt. It, I've eaten a lot of burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah, there's some cool things that the whiskey anthology, they just right. opened up. Just reopened. You know, that's those are really cool things that I think the wagon wheel, some of the mm -hmm. some of the acts they bring in. Right. It's it's phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, there are those are those whether they're kept secrets or not, maybe the visibility outside of the area isn't as, as well known to bring right. people in. So. Well, and, and it gets to, I mean, I think some of those, we, we moved here two years ago, we've encountered, I think, people from the area that don't know some of those amenities, yeah. uh, but also that if people are coming here, you know, they might not know to go find some of those, but if they're moving here from, from anywhere that, you know, some of those, unless you know, uh, you know, you wouldn't know to check out the wagon wheel, just how unique it is, yeah. uh, you know, as a place, I mean, you might think, oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen those kind of things before. Well, you know, have you seen it, you know, in the round like that or... You know, have you checked out um, just some of the uh, the festivals or events you have, you know, either around some of the lakes up north or in some of the smaller communities? Um, I'm really excited to check out uh, this weekend Rotors over Mentone again, which is this, this cool helicopter uh, kind of themed uh, festival every September because Lawrence Bell, you know, founder of Bell Helicopter was from Mentone. Oh, I mean, it's a pretty okay. cool experience. Yeah, um, so it's there at the, the Bell Helicopter, actually the Bell Aircraft Museum in Mentone. So huh. just things that, you know, it, I think it's up to us to kind of help share with each other what, what, what's out there and just begin to just create that awareness. So, Yeah, and then, you know, I would say just adding to your hidden secrets, mm -hmm. the trails, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Winona Lake Trail, you know, and that goes back behind Grace College. Um, that's a great area, you know, uh, you know, run, run through Winona Lake along the waterfront. It just, uh, it's, this is my favorite time of year with the temperatures, the way it is. It's uh, Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's, there's a lot of, you know, well-kept secrets that mm -hmm. um, I think is just ripe for opportunity for yeah. some of them. I want to keep secrets. Right. <laughs> Selfishly. right. That's funny. Yeah. The, and you know, I'm, I'm very focused in the Warsaw and immediate vicinity, but Alan's got a much broader, he's actually expanding every time we talk and he he mentions things like this, uh, Rotors of yeah. Momentum thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right. I should get out of Warsaw because there's still a lot of, to explore here. It's a big but as, county. Yeah, as we start looking at more of the, the other places in the county, it's, it's like, you know, it's a little vacation to go check those things out. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah, and everyone knows orthopedic, you know, but you know, you and I have talked before the ag tech and what ag tech mm -hmm. connects with, with, with technology, with science, right. with, with biotech, um, logistics, supply chain. I mean, the importance of food supply on a global basis. And you've got a huge hub for that in this area as well. And I mean, that you, you think about opportunity. I think that's where even arguably even even greater opportunity is going to lie and, and we're sitting in a really good place here so you know as you think about bringing people into the area from the outside i think there's going to be a lot of opportunity moving forward there 
I think we're well positioned. It's just it's it's we have to actually, you know, kind of make it happen. I mean, there, there's more. What I've seen is just more startup kind of entrepreneurial activity on the ortho side. People yeah. coming out of industry, people knowing kind of the the product development or technology development pathways, and hey, we're going to take this new technology and kind of go through this this process. Yeah. We already understand. On the ag side, it's, we have this great base of companies, organizations, leaders here. How do we, you know, say basically be able to put all that together and either find people in our sandbox already or people, you know, from anywhere in the world who come here and put that to work, you know? And so that's, that's, it's still ahead of us to make that happen, but we're really pleased. Ryan Martin just joined us as our agribusiness partner to help lead that initiative. So it's Ryan, let's get, to get that done. Yeah, it's exciting. But it's a, I mean, it's a great community. Again, uh, are, we are curious, of course, uh, you know, with, with your, you know, being here a couple of times, being involved in your business, your family. I mean, how are, are you involved in the community? How are maybe others in your team involved in the community? Just what are, what are ways you found to get involved in organizations sure. or elsewhere in the community? Yeah, and I think be participating in events mm-hmm. is one thing just that are out there that mm-hmm. are available um, through our church. You know, we're involved in, in outreach and uh, that's I think a, a key part. I mean, this is uh, a great community as far as people you know willing to help others out and mm-hmm. um, just openness to to help and and willingness. I sit on a a nonprofit more in a business advisory role, and I say you know personally that's an example where I can share some of the things and perspective that I have. Um, so those are some of the things I'm I'm doing. Um, and obviously, just as a business, uh, you know, we we don't have a huge employee base, but uh, you know, we're providing jobs, you right, know, exactly. for for exactly. a number of people here in the community and their families, and you know, just the outreach, the connection, you know, being a business that has leveraged and kind of moved into an area that's kind of outside the norm for what we think of in in orthopedics or mm-hmm. medical devices. You know, hopefully that's a trend that others can pick up and expand. Who knows where the connections between orthopedic experience and ag tech could blend? Um, because I think you know that's ideas foster and you leverage technologies and sure, and, yeah. and and then you, you take it from there. So right, right, exactly. Um, what about I mean uh, within kind of your business? You know, I'm sure you've kind of grown as an entrepreneur as a leader. I mean. Where have you looked as a leader to kind of grow your, your, your leadership skills? I mean, or how, how have you grown or stretched uh, as a leader? Or yeah. and any good books you read or come across you could suggest for us? Uh, so there's always the I, I always have good intentions to read books, but you know, that's I, I start them and it takes hey, a long time. Podcast, to read them. Podcasts, podcasts are great, right? right. Um, so I, there's a lot of traditionals that you know that I, I've read over the years, the good to greats. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dale Carnegie books from way way back, and and there's a one I've read recently, Traction. Um, it's it's an interesting uh, book. But starting a business, you know, you it's good to have perspectives from prior experiences, good, bad, and different. You learn, uh, but you learn like nothing else when you when you have your own business, and and I think just being willing to do what you need to do you know no it's always been that no task is too small and and you know if you can do it and have experience on it then you're in a better position to 
to learn from it and, and grow. I think so. That's where having a business, you know, it's just opened up a whole new realm of perspective and experiences. And so, from a leadership style, you know, I think what I've learned is, especially because in an early stage company, small business, you have to wear a lot of hats. Mm. Uh, but hopefully, as you grow, you learn to let go of certain things and and delegate and you know it's all about trust mm -hmm. and, and given the appropriate amount of autonomy uh, so i think that has helped you know instead of controlling all the the details and the minutiae being able to prioritize you know what's most critical and what's what's most important you know continuing to find a, an element of balance so but there's been nothing like the experience of starting the business and, and learning that's that's the silver lining of it all. I mean, yes, um, growing, building success is is what you hope and need to to continue on in the business. But you know, you can't take away the silver lining of what you learn if you're willing to learn. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Right on. Um, so, where do you see Owl Manor? Uh, expanding or growing what what do you guys plan on growing into not to give away any cars <laughs> but i mean is the is the plan to kind of um create an entire product portfolio for as many animals as possible is that the picture that you guys are are more or less what's your mission what, yeah, what, do you, yeah, what is fair. your mission yeah you know and it continues to be around at this point mobility um joint yeah. preservation um addressing lameness type issues uh, we want like any company want to continue to build and expand and grow and, and, and grow through portfolio and pipeline additions so I think that will continue to be the approach um, as we get into different markets it takes different resources and and so those are the things we've got to balance out on on timing strategic growth do we need to do additional fundraising um, those are all parts of, of kind of you know what has to be considered as we expand on but you know certainly you know we've got a competency and a strength in, in the equine and, and growing in the companion animal space so it, it makes sense to continue to to, to leverage that that exposure that did you guys see any impact from this whole COVID? you know i think like a lot of companies when april hit um there was certainly you know an, an adjustment uh, veterinarians were subject to the same, at least generally across the board, same emergency only care um, as, as in the human market. And so there was a, you know, a consideration of how and when they could get out and see their clients and, and patients. And then we continued to see a, a progression from then onward. So, you know, I think people still need to take care of their animals. Um, certainly with competition and some of those things, you know, change being canceled or rescheduled, you know, there's, uh, there's a consideration with that. But I think we've seen people continuing to, to have to get their, their animals taken care of and, and uh, handled appropriately. So some interesting things that I've heard through the grapevine. One, kayak sales and bike sales have been through the roof, and pet adoptions have been through the yes, roof. Yes, yes. So I didn't know if you were, if you guys saw any pull through from that. Um, for our our particular type of product, yeah, you know, not not necessarily on the mainstream. Yeah. You know, it's you know, I don't know if equine adoptions are are similar. I hope so. 
Um, but what you're having is often a lot of first time owners too that are that are learning how <laughs> quickly. Yeah, right. <laughs> and hopefully they view that as silver lining too. But yeah, um, that's that's been a huge from a rescue standpoint is just, you know, all these people are, mm -hmm. are adopting pets. Right, right. Um, yeah. Exactly. So we talked about mission of the business. What about I mean what, what about the vision you have for the community? Where if you look out 10, 20 years, what do you what do you see for Kosciuszko County? Yeah. I mean, I hope we continue to to build on the history in orthopedics, um, but recognize other areas to grow on. And I think the ag tech piece is going to be a, a key key area. Um, yeah, this is a community of of a lot of great minds, a lot of interesting history, and and I think I I hope it continues to to welcome in those those ideas mm -hmm. um, to support those ideas, you know, from a from a economic bring your business into the area tax incentives, mm -hmm. all those things I think are going to be important, you know, moving forward. So that's what I would I would hope to see. I'd love to see more access to air travel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's maybe wishful thinking in 20 years, but I know a lot of people have, have, have hoped for regional airport, whether mm -hmm. that can be justified. Or we reach out to Elon Musk and have him put a hyperloop. There we go. Oh, yeah. Over like maybe an entrance over here in downtown and then another one over at O'Hare. We'll just jump a couple steps forward and, you know, there you so, go. <laughs> but yeah, I think just continuing to to grow with uh, the changing mm -hmm. world we're in. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Are we ready for a wrap up? Our final Jeopardy question? Hit him with the hit him with the tough Jeopardy question. Okay, the tough Jeopardy question. So this is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast about us, the people who make this community unique so we are curious now when you hear the phrase clearly Kosciuszko what does that what does that mean for you Mark clear clear image of of where we're going um, you know Kosciuszko is uh, an interesting thing to say <laughs> spell uh, but I think you know set this apart make it clear from you know everything else that's going on on, on where this this what this county's doing where it's going um, so so when I see her clearly Kosciuszko, it's it's about a clear message and and uh, a clear uh, a clear direction moving forward. Fantastic, thank Fantastic. you. Do you want to wrap up? Well, thank you, Mark. It's good to see you, buddy. Thanks, Jody. Always a pleasure. Yeah, we appreciate you spending this time with us. And uh, Alan, good to see you too. Likewise, always a pleasure. So until the next time. Until next time. Clearly Kosciuszko podcast available at the Kedco website and anywhere podcasts are found. 